0: Welcome today, as my dad David shares from his heart this short, biblically-based devotional. David is a speaker, author, former pastor, songwriter, and founding director of Youth with the Mission, Montana. He is also the author of the song, In Moments Like These. This song appropriately describes this podcast, and I know his message will be encouraging to you. Very early on a recent Saturday morning, November 5th to be exact, our dear son-in-law Jason, our daughter Kimberly's husband, along with Jason's younger brother Josh, drove southeast of Kalispell into the beautiful glacial Swan Valley, considered to be the most water-rich watershed in all of Montana, containing over 4,000 lakes, ponds, and wetlands spread throughout the deeply forested valley floor. The swan, as the locals call it, is adjacent to the Bob Marshall Wilderness, commonly called the Bob, which has over 2,300 square miles of the wildest backcountry in America. And because of its location next to the Bob, the swan has a huge population of white-tailed deer. And that's what Jason and Josh were after on that Saturday morning. After parking their truck some distance up what is called Craft Creek Road, the two of them threw on their backpacks and, with rifles in hand, they hit the trailhead and began a two-plus-mile hike up to one of Jason's most favorite hunting grounds, a spot he had successfully hunted countless times over the last 40 years, ever since the day he turned 12 years old and was old enough to officially become a Montana hunter. Soon after that, Josh would follow in his older brother's footsteps. And on this recent Saturday, they were happy to be together again, doing what they had often done together in their youth. And once again, they were hiking together with a common goal, to fill their family's freezers for the upcoming winter and spring. After a little more than a half hour, the two brothers settled down at their destination and patiently began the waiting game. That would mean that few words would be spoken, and those words would be whispered. I don't know how long the wait was, but in time, the object of their wait suddenly appeared from out of the trees, and as previously planned, Josh alertly and carefully took the first shot, a perfect one. The whitetail buck went down almost immediately, with little or no suffering, which is always the goal of a good hunter. Not too many moments later, Josh began the process of field-dressing the deer, while Jason stood near him, rifle in hand, slowly turning in circles and scanning the forest around them. I'll leave the two brothers right there in the forest for a minute and move into what I believe our loving God wants to say to us today. This marks our 60th episode Each one of them have been about lessons I, or my loved ones, have experienced during special moments gone by. As I begin to prepare each episode, I always pray, and I ask God for His direction. First, that He would tell me exactly which of the past moments He wants me to talk about, and then second, what He wants me to say about those particular moments. Several times during the writing of an episode, I will stop, look, and listen. That was the title of episode 55. I will stop what I am doing. I will look up and listen for his words or for his approval of my words. In episode 56, called Hearing the Voice of God, we expanded further on the subject. And today, I so strongly believe that the Holy Spirit wants me to press in on this same subject one more time. This episode is called An Ongoing Conversation. I'll start by saying this. Our Father in Heaven, His Son Jesus, and the Holy Spirit want our lives to be as meaningful as possible. As we've been talking about from the very beginning, our loving God, who champions us, wants us to fully discover the meaning of our sonship and daughtership. He wants us to grow in our God-given significance, to grow in our new sense of well-being, and to grow into our new sense of purpose. All that is ours to have, but we can only fully have in the context of a daily and ongoing relationship with our loving God. As is true in any significant relationship—like marriage, for example— Having the deepest and most meaningful relationship with our Heavenly Father and having the fullness of our sonship and daughtership within that relationship can't be fully achieved with only occasional communication. Both of those things can only be reached, as in a marriage, with frequent communication. I've often spoken about, and you've often heard from others about, The importance of reading and meditating on God's Word, it's during those times that He speaks to us, and then when we speak to Him. You may be asking, how's that, David? Well, it's when we respond to Him with a smile and say in our spirit or softly say out loud words like, thank you, Father, for speaking that to me from your Word. Thank you. There, you just prayed. You just communicated. You conversed, and you just grew a little more. And your soul, your emotion center, felt it. Now, during most of our waking hours, our Bible isn't open on our lap. Nor are we continually on our knees with our hands folded. But are these the only times when we converse, talk with our Heavenly Father? No. And here's what Apostle Paul says about this in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16-18. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Now, what does Paul mean, pray without ceasing? How is that possible? I like how one Christian author interprets it. Quote, Think of your talks with God as open-ended conversations. At any point in the day, both of you are welcome to jump back in. In a sense, these prayers have no end. end. quote. I like that. It's how a meaningful relationship works. We talk with Him whenever and often. It's an ongoing conversation. And it's always meant to happen in a most comfortable and natural way. I just now got this picture in my mind's eye. It's the day after the prodigal son has come home, the morning after the great feast, celebrating his return, and he and his most happy parents have just had breakfast together. When his father says, come on, son, let's you and I go outside and talk some more. And so, in a couple minutes, there they are sitting together under the shade of the olive tree which is next to a little stream that flows about a hundred feet away from the family home. The same stream that the son often played in when he was a little boy. And there he and his father sit together comfortably and pick up the conversation naturally. Dear friend, can you see yourself there under the olive tree talking with your heavenly father? And what are you allowed to talk about with him Well, pretty much whatever. Paul says this. Pray, talk about everything, including the things you need. And remember to thank him for all that he has done. Philippians 4, 6. So, we can talk about everything, anything. And of course that would include thanking him. And thanking him blesses him. And guess what else? From my own experience, thanking him, blesses us too. And now, let's return to the brothers deep in the forest on their hunting day in the Swan Valley. As Josh continued to field dress his deer, Jason continued to keep his eyes on the forest around them. You never know when another deer might show up, and with his rifle in his hands, he was ready for it. Not too many minutes later, Jason saw what looked like two deer blonde in color, meandering slowly through the trees about 80 yards away. Then he saw another figure, a much larger and much darker figure, walking slowly behind the two smaller ones. After they moved a few feet further, Jason suddenly realized the three figures weren't deer after all. They were grizzlies. A huge grizzly bear sow, easily weighing 350 pounds or more, with her two very sizable one-and-a-half-year-old cubs. Suddenly, the big mother sow stopped, stared, and smelled the air. Then she turned toward the guys, now heading straight for the hunters. "'Josh,' Jason blurted out in a loud whisper, "'Grizzlies, finish up. They're coming our way.' Only seconds later, the big sow began to charge." with her cubs beside her, straight toward the two guys. This was serious. A grizzly can easily run at a speed of 35 miles an hour. There's no way a man can outrun one. Now near midway, she suddenly came to a full and complete stop. Hunters call this the bluff. Jason immediately fired a shot over her head, hoping to discourage her, because after a bluff, a grizz will oftentimes walk away. This wasn't one of those times. She charged a second time. Jason told me the next day that the fury on the south's face and the loud sounds bursting from her lungs as she launched forward, pounding the earth below her, were the most frightening things he had ever seen or heard. Dad, he said, there was no way I could have got a good shot at her with her thundering forward movement. She suddenly stopped her charge again, this time only 20 yards or so in front of them. And the guys knew that this was not good. A grizzly bear is by far the most dangerous animal in the lower 48 states. And a grizzly bear sow with cubs is way more dangerous than that. And these brothers knew that she could easily kill them, even if she was badly injured by their shots. Josh, we gotta go! Leave the deer right now, and they did. Josh slowly got back on his feet, and the two of them stepped backward, one slow step at a time. When they finally saw the mother sow and her cubs head for the dead deer on the ground, the two brothers wasted no time getting back to the main trail, constantly looking behind themselves. They hustled all the way back down the trail to the truck, where they never felt so thankful to be alive. It was the next night at a family dinner that Jason told me the whole story I've told here about the moments he would never forget. It was the last thing he said that so dearly warmed my heart. He said this, Dad, I'm not sure if you know this, but at the start of every single hunting trip I've ever been on over the last 40 years, whether I was alone or in a small group, I, we, never took one step up the trailhead until we huddled up together to pray. And that's just what Josh and I did yesterday morning. And God went with us. And it isn't just before and after hunting trips that Jason and his brother Josh talk with God. They, like the rest of our extended family, have a conversation with their Heavenly Father that is ongoing. I'll end briefly with this, dear friend. Our loving Father in Heaven wants to talk with us about anything and everything, whenever and often. This ongoing conversation is the key to deepening our relationship with Him and reaching the fullness of our sonship and daughtership. Wow! Dear Father, I know you love my dear friend so much. I ask you to take your conversation with this dear one of yours to the very highest level possible. Let it be. You've been listening to In Moments Like These with David Graham. If you'd like to contact David or find out more information about In Moments Like These, please visit InMomentsLikeThese.com.